So yeah. Here we go. Now these levels are looking shaky, bruv. No, they're right. They're right. Actually, they. Are you sure? Okay, now we're recording. Hey, uh, <laughs> we're here under a tree again. Welcome. <laughs> the We Go Deep podcast, which you think is pretty decent. <laughs> um, You're already laughing. The technical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on sound and technical and all duties. things technical duties, yeah. Ju- uh, all duties. things technical. That's a, yeah. That is a great punchline. All things technical. I need to write these things down. No, just just get over and done with with your with your intro. Oh, a to the y to the hues. A hues. Different. It's getting there. Uh, I'll give you that one. I'll I give like, you that one. I like to let my creative juices. After flow. what I after what I saw today, you actually did quite a lot of technical things here to make sure this podcast was was recording. Well done, bro. Figured out things about your equipment you didn't know. <laughs> I used a brick. <laughs> used a brick. <laughs> <laughs> a number of other adjustments here, which got us to the finish line. Funny you should say creativity. How do you get over creative blocks in what you're doing? Can I can I get into the the topic first? I thought that we were just freestyling this one. No, you said the topic for today is jumping into swimming pools. No, I w- no. Uh, that was no, a joke. The topic is jumping into swimming pools. <laughs> whether whether we talk about swimming pools doesn't matter. But the topic is jumping into swimming pools. Jumping into the unknown. No, swimming pools. Isn't a swimming pool a metaphor for the unknown? No. It's a swimming pool. <laughs> Can we focus, bruv? So what were you saying before? Creativity. What how about you, it? Well how do you get through a creative roadblock? Have you ever worked on a song and it's not going in the direction you wanted to and you've left it two months down the line, you've come back to it and you've changed it and it's turned into something else? Yes, quite often, but that's just part of the process now. It's not really a block. It's when you've come to a certain point where you have nothing else to add. At that time. You just leave it. And in that, se- in that sense, even if it means now you don't touch your studio for a week, that's fine. I'm not in. A, I'm not in a thing of. If I'm constantly not doing something on schedule, um, then. Uh, basically, I'm blocked. No, because I know. Fine. I start focusing on other things like maybe the podcast or, or stuff I'm writing, and, you know, other things I'm doing. Do you write? Yeah, I write stuff down now. These Is days. it? Yeah. Okay, it's, it's you're documenting. Me, it's be, no, not really. It's just for me to read over and go over stuff. Um, but um, doing that mm. actually frees up your creativity in other ways so that when you do get back to studio, you can nail like four or five songs mm. in a sitting. You know what I mean? So it's one of those. And then, and then you do get those spells of just going back to things you haven't touched in a while. And of course, by that time, you've learned new things, you've experimented with new sounds. So now, this song, which initially sounded as a jazzy, now you can take out the elements that don't work, keep the ones that do, and then now put trip-hop stuff on top of it with like a a new age um, melody type feel, you know? Because I smash smash genres together. 
mm. I've found that to be a, uh, that's that the most helpful thing to my creativity. I'm not gonna say because I'm working on a house song, I'm only gonna use house sounds, mm. and that's why most of my house songs, they're not housey. They're weird. Then, yeah. Okay. How do you get over creative blocks? Normally, I'll work on something and it will just sound not right, or I won't be able to move. But I'll keep keep going at it. It won't sound right. I'll leave it. But like a week later, when I'm doing music, I'll be better. But like, why don't you let it sound the way it sounds? And then work on working with it the way it sounds. That helped me out big time <laughs> in the beginning. Because if now you're listening to someone you revere, they have work. And these guys are using um, all sorts of gear, mm. all sorts of modular synths which you have no access to. Mm. And just they've got access to sound engineers and mastering guys who can take a simple chord and make it sound like it's an angel crying. You know, like, mm. w- w- why are you doing that to yourself? No, I, I, as I've started this musical journey, mm. I wanted to make good music. Yeah. Everybody wants to make good music, I guess. Uh, yeah, but you have to start making bad music. Yeah. But now I just want my music to hit. I want it to hit. You want the 808 to knock. Whether it's an eight o, whether it's an eight o eight or a log drum, like an I'm a piano. Yeah. And you know. How are you finding the I'm a piano sound? By the way. I think it was raw. Is it moving you? It was very raw, but DJ Maparisa is, it's moving me now. He's put in a little shine on it. Yeah, he's actually using proper equipment. Yeah, he's putting a lot of shine. You better on grab the, this bottle. Alright. Because we're recording live here. Yeah. These things happen. Uh, um, yeah. He's putting a lot of shine onto that uh, genre. And Do you think it's shine or is he or is he just milking it? No. He's better technically. N- yes, better technically, but when you listen to Mapodisa's basses, mm. they don't knock like a traditional piano bass. There, there's there's less knocking. It's more of the sound. It's the sound of bass. <laughs> yeah. But it's not actual knocking. But also the drums. More there's more rhythm to his drums. Other yeah, than then, the log drum. But the thing a, the thing that most people don't know about Maporiza is that he keeps guys who are good at 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 certain sounds around him. So if he knows that he's better at the sound engineering or the refining bit of it, he'll rather get someone who's good at mm. the beat, the actual beat progressions, mm. and learn from them as he's working with mm. them. When he's happy that he's at a certain point, now he starts going on his own. Yeah, all of his new s- stuff is with Gubster Small. Yeah, and then there was a lot of controversy with people saying that um, he's using Gubster Small. He, but at the same that. time, yeah, that was a conversation on Twitter. Uh, maybe I read, maybe I saw the conversation wrong. I'm not really on Twitter that much, too. Mm. I just know I just I I went on there a while ago, and people are like, "But Maporisa is using this chap. Um, is it Maporisa making these songs? Is it Cubs the Small making these songs?" They don't specify both uh-huh. of their names on the track. But from what I see, Cubs the Smalls is just having the time of his life. And I think he just needs to, he just needs to, he should be actually using 
his now his new partnership with Maporisa to build himself a proper studio. Yeah. That's whatever money he's getting, he just needs to just put it into refining his sound and learn as much as he can about the, the mixing and the mastering so that he can now do the stuff himself when he wants to. You see, who's ever doing the drum patterns, mm. the, the rhythm, the drum rhythm, mm. that's where the business is. I suspect, I suspect Cubs the Smalls was doing most of it I in the beginning. In the beginning. Now Maporisa must be... Because now Maporisa is bringing the more melodical th- side into it. Mm. You can hear it was, it, it's gone from the normal, usual factory free loop sounds to like actual proper chords. Mm. You know, even the, 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 the bass lines, they don't knock, but they're, 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 they're how can I say, they're audible. You get what I mean? So yeah. it's not really there. So that now you can hear, okay, now you can actually hear the vocal. Whereas in before, <laughs> all you'd hear was bass <laughs> and someone making noise behind the bass. So I, I, t- I tend to gauge a song not necessarily by what I feel about it because obviously I'm every time you listen to something, it's obviously subjective. Yeah. But by how the crowd reacts to it. So I was out and about last night. Mm. And you, I don't know if you've heard their new song with LFR Soul or whatever Soul. Yeah, MFR Soul. MFR Soul. Yeah, I love you tonight. Yeah, I thought it, it sounds like a banger. But that song, it got people going. But DJ Zintle's song, the new one, that got people really going. I haven't heard it. And there, there's some other I'm a Piano songs that... It hit. There's plenty. That. There, there's plenty. Mm. I mean, there's a. Have you heard Kokota Piano? Yeah. You see have that? You, no, have you heard it on proper sound? Uh, n- no. That song is knocking. Is it, is it knocking? Yeah, Kokota, for sure. <laughs> like it's knocking. <laughs> that song, I remember I played it on my, my, my speakers because I heard it on TV and I was like, okay, this is the number one song. Mm. And I was like, no, man, maybe I must listen to this thing properly on the studio. I found myself repeating it a couple of times. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's, it's not my vibe, but just... For me, it's the attitude of the song. It's just, it's mm. just pure attitude. But you see what normally happens with the, these guys. Maybe you, you tweak something a bit different to everybody else yeah. in, in your program. And then you get a, maybe an 808 that sounds different. And then everybody's like, oh... Uh, Andrew's 808, it's knocking. So that that being said, though, has Tom died? Yeah. It's still rocking in Durban. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's a, that's hard. You know, these days all it takes is for a song to be big in Durban to make it to TV and radio, like like it's a number one song. I think they diluted it. They just tried to put out so much everybody tried to jump on it yeah like now everybody's trying to jump on I'm a piano no everyone is jumping on it yeah it's just that DJ Maporiso is very smart once a new trend comes in he 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 just puts his finger you know he puts his toe in the water just a bit Mm -hmm. let me see what happens you know then when he when he sees that okay this is actually 
now people are knowing me okay this song is big now i can actually really start pushing let me actually find people i can put on these songs then from there because what Ma, what mapolisa did with tom he milked it he milked it he milked it i think he did two albums out of it he was releasing singles but then after midnight steering he was like nah mm, not for me i'm gonna need a new plan now mm. well that's that's a clever person yeah and i guess um there's a method to the madness because i i've now realized that you've got those guys who use the trends who constantly just ride the wave of each trend Mm. ride the wave of each trend and i think it's it's unfair for people to say um but you're only this guy only does one thing when it's hot but i mean that's what he does mm. <laughs> you know what i mean what are you doing <laughs> you don't need to compare chief well, you, you well, need to figure out what you're doing one thing that shocked me was that anati co-produced on brown skin girl by beyonce i was like well, uh, oh Really? Apparently so. They got nominated for a BET award for it. Oh, that's well, I think I think it's a BET award, but some sort of award. Let me not. But uh, actually that's not surprising. He was doing most of his work in the States before. Was he? Yeah. I think that's where he got all his technical know-how from the States. That's how he did all those songs with Omarion and he was doing all those songs with people from 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 the States at one time. Yeah. And there was a time where he was in LA in a studio making beats for people he's look i'm sure he's making a lot of work but he's in south africa he's almost made it he's never been he, he's been big but not huge he's not casper he's not why AK. worry why worry why worry when all you need is a hot album every two or three years meanwhile you're making a killing in your publishing mm. from international works whether you did a keyboard, whether you just pressed a chord <laughs> on a song, if you've got strong enough representation to make sure you get your publishing. So you're saying he's not too bothered about the South African market? market. Uh, it is. You're only bothered if... I think if he's bothered, he's going to release something. He won't talk about it on the net. Mm. People are saying, oh, Anati is falling off. Where is he? He'll drop a hot single. Maybe he'll drop an EP. Then he'll go back to what he's doing. Mm. Yeah. Um, trust me. When you reach a certain level of production in terms of how you work, whenever a producer can go and come back, go and come back, go and come back, you must know that he's doing other things. Mm. And it's weird how this thing works in cycles because like, I went through my Afro beats. Uh, Burner Boy. Yeah. Although you shouldn't mention him right now. But uh Why? My Afro all the controversy around it. But anyway, I went through my Oh, Af is that still a thing? I think so. On Twitter. I well I can sit down a bit. But Afro beats. Yeah. But now when I hear Afro beats I'm like ah, I'm a bit over this. Really? No, you know the problem is there's only so many Afro kits. And there's only so many Afro producers that can make an Afro song that stands out. Mm. Like the new Burner Boy stuff is, I just don't like it. I really don't. Yeah, but I mean, he's not making, you're not his target market. 
I was I was a big Bender Boy fan. Yeah, you are you are a fan, but you're not his target market. His target market is the UK, Europe, Dubai. You know, there's a certain when you reach a certain level, bruv. It's not even about whether you like his songs or not. Mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like whether you buy his songs or not doesn't matter. There's a song he released and they sampled that Ke- Kelly Rowland and um, that smash Kelly Rowland and what's his name rappers Nelly song. Oh. Baby, I love you. Yeah, which song is that now? I need you. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I get you. Uh, you, you know the, you I know the song, yes. So they, they sample that song, and that, so, that sample, I'm all for sampling, but sometimes a sample in a song can just not work. And in that song, it just does not work. How big is the song? So this is the... the, the no, how big is the song? Like how many views are on the song? I, I don't know how A many couple of hundred thousand or a couple of million? Remember... There's a thing that that most producers we don't realize, especially when a country like America is trying to return to an African sense or sound. It's not really about whether, you know, a lot of the Afro beat songs in inverted commas in the States mm. are more reggaeton, mm. Latin influenced. Uh, yes, yes. If yes, you get yes. what I mean. Yeah. They're not traditionally um, Afrobeat sounding. Yeah. But when you listen to what K. Tronada is doing now with the Afrobeat sound, he's taking his bounce. Mm. He's go- K. Tronada always has a, b- a disco swing bounce to his tracks. Yeah. No matter what genre he's, what genres he's mixing together. Like when you listen to the new stuff he's done for... What's this guy's name? Ah, he's got this song. You say, Anna, Anna, mm. oh yes, so I, I waste time. Yeah, that's how that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What's the name of the guy? I I don't know. That sounds very familiar. That, that. Why waste time? He was a gold link. Ah, can't believe I almost missed his name. Yes, gold link. Gold link. Now he's got that Afro vibe, mm. but it it's a traditional. Afro beat feel, but with disco bounce. Mm. Look, I I have no issue with people putting their spin on it. That, but my point is, that is when you are now gonna take an Afro sound mm. and incorporate it into the into their market more. Um, how can I say? It's gonna be easier to digest mm. than now taking uh, with kids Ojuelaba to. To a nightclub in, in yeah, New York. In or New York, unless unless it's mainly Africans, mm. you the understand. African night. Like they they want they want to authentic. They, they came for authentic Afrobeat commerce, and they're gonna dance to it whether they can dance to it or not. Do you get what I mean? You see, what the what the issue with Benaboy, and this is my issue with the music industry. Yeah. Benaboy has been on it for some time. Yeah. we know him more in South Africa than internationally. This album... I think he's bigger internationally now yeah. than... No. If you see the stuff he's doing. Yeah. When you work with Georgia Smith, my guy. Mm. No, I'm saying that before the second... The album that he released that blew up, yeah. right? It seemed natural. Maybe the budget was 10000 Yeah. Or 20000 Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. It was a banger. Mm. What happens? The record label is like, snap. We have a banger. We need more of these. We need you in the studio. Mm. We're going to throw... 
a million dollars at it but mm. we need you in the studio we need this to be out like in yesterday mm. and now it was not the same authentic process that happened previously where you took time where you built where up you songs over it. time yeah and this is my song they said okay here's a afro beat uh, how can we make this more palatable to american audience let's throw in the kelly Rowland sample on top of this and turn it out let's shoot music videos because they they already like six music videos it means the album was done quickly the music videos were done quickly Bernard boy is hot right now we're gonna have him on coachella he's gonna be everywhere we need to just you know what i'm saying we are basically yeah, but now you've got to the point where whether whether the music is good or not mm. it's still going to ride on the wave that it's burner boy yes and now, on top of that, you've got people who are not acclimatized to an authentic Afro sound, bopping to it, saying, okay, this Afro beat is not actually that Afro beat that is, like, hot to us. Mm. But to them, it's just hot because it's Afro beat. Because that's the vibe now. But now, on top of that, what he's done, he's got crazy features, bro. No, he's got crazy features. All of the features are 100%. But... Uh it's just one of those things where um mm, wait 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 look at it this way Benner boy has put himself in a position where he can feature with as many people as possible without even releasing an album anymore yeah because everybody wants to everybody wants that afro attitude on their song now he just recently did a song with um ed sheeran and yeah, um, that. That, that is huge bro i have a but it's one thing to do a song with georgia smith who is just like everyone's sex fantasy right now in europe <laughs> but like <laughs> and america but like it's another thing to do and you know he's doing features with people that are not that big and people that are big but he's making sure that each one you know, he can pick and choose which one he wants to nail, which one he wants to just do enough. Because there's always that thing of you don't want to outshine certain people on the song. And then there's times where you want to just make the song. Look, I, I, I don't blame him. Mm. It's his wave. He needs to write. He needs to make that money, right? But I was hoping for like a Dr. Dre type of thing where Dr. Dre made de or was going to release Detox. Yeah. But it was like... Ah, I'm not feeling this album. I'm not going to release it. Ah. It's, it's not, you know, there was some... You want, you want some, some, not even some authenticity. You want yeah, some, just, some pride in the work. Yeah, this... No, and these songs are not bad. Yeah. But when you've had a banger, the way Benner Boy had a banger with a previous... Like, you say, okay, let me get back in, let me... Like Kendrick, it's been two years. But then on again, ice. but then again, maybe albums are not his thing. Because for me, it's always looked to me that Burner Boy was more of a singles guy. So I think I think his album, which was a big album, was just a collection of great singles. Whereas in this one, it was more like, okay, now we're gonna make an album. We're gonna try give it a certain theme. We're gonna try give it a certain feel. And then put it out. And that's why maybe... Because it was proper Afro production. 
but it wasn't necessarily that outstanding, unique song throughout I, the throughout the album. I think they told told him to water it down a bit. That's what it sounds. It sounds like watered down Afro. That 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 that's that's conversations we're not privy to, but it could be possible. So, you, but I I look at Wizkid now. Where's Wizkid? He went through the same thing. Did he? Did he? Is he? Is he still going through it? Well, I, oh. because he's not doing the feat. Remember, he had a big album as well. And then he was just on the features, on the features, yeah, on the features, Drake. on the features, on the features. Beyonce. Then now. the features dried up. Uh, no, the yeah, features. They're, they're, the features they're not dry, as many as The before, features yeah. dried up, and now he focused on, he focused on singles, and singles with certain features. Now Burner Boy, now Wizkid doesn't unless he's dropping albums. I don't know about, but from what I see from Wizkid, every couple of maybe after six months or a year. He drops a single. That single is fire, and then he tours on one single. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, here's a, a hypothesis, mm. uh, or a question, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you release an album. It's huge. It's massive. Mm. These record label guys come knocking on your door, and they say, uh, "Oh, Luca, here's ten million dollars." We need you to make another second album. We need you to have it out in a month. And, uh, but we need you to just, just tone it down a bit with that African stuff. You know what I'm saying? This is, mm. And that's what you think happened with Burner Boy. No, I'm saying what, but they offered you 10 million. And you, you know what 10 million could do to change your life. Yeah, but then it also goes back to what you said. You know, the, the integrity of the project, you know. Your pride in your work, how how does it, how do you balance those two? Because uh, are you in it like like a Maporisa? Are you in it just to, are you gonna ride the waves, and make the maximum amount amount of money you can? Or, are you, going to take three years per album, or even five, just to put it out, and everyone everyone on the underground says this album is amazing, but. You're nowhere on the mainstream. You know, you you have. What are you doing? What are, what else are you doing to make sure that if you release this album, and all the Drake, or all the all the Dr. Dre faithful, buy this album, play it like for the next three four years until you do another album, you know, and you're catering for them. Do you get what I mean? Mm, but it's <sighs> because the way I see Dr. Dre now. Dr. Dre is not bothered, bro. He's doing other things. Yeah, no, he's, he's getting guap, but I think he... You know, once you make music, I don't think you can ever stop. He, yes, yes, that's true. He's probably making singles here and there for people. And he's got his uh, he's got his project. Anderson Peck seems to be a project of his. Um, I haven't heard much from Kendrick. Is Kendrick even doing anything now? Uh, well, he takes... He, I think he's normally on a two to three... Uh, album thing reconnaissance he's going in there and looking for gems yeah because I haven't even you know, heard uh, I haven't even heard new features from Dre him Dre is supposedly working on Jesus's King 2 with Kanye they're going to do a co-album ah my guy I don't know eh? that's just the talking point 
people are going to listen to it just for the fact that it's Dre and Kanye. I will most definitely be one of those people. But for me, Kanye... Kanye is long... He's long been lost in his own source. No, but Kanye is brought back... Look, Jesus is King, I don't like the album, but I like the soul samples that he used. He's... So maybe with Dre on top. <laughs> Dre collaborating with the... the but like, it always gets to the point of saturation. There's always that point where you've reached maximum saturation where <coughs> whatever you're putting out is just not computing. But you see, you... It's just not It's just not making the impact it's supposed to. I'm a, I'm a piano. <coughs> I think it was reaching the thing. Then MFR so, so added a little sample to it, you know. No, now they've got... They've got... The traditional I'm a piano house mm. vibe. Mm. <coughs> because remember, this I'm a piano didn't start out the way it sounds now. Yeah. I'm a piano started out with house songs with guys actually playing the piano. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now it is it is something else. It's like it's like the the drums of Tom, but like these tripped out extra slow aprego bass lines which are just like bouncing you know the octaves that the only thing about the octave the octaves are, are shifting from low to high and occasionally now now they're now actually adding a bit of melody to the bass lines but initially it was just an oprego and it was busy it was like slowed down to a ridiculous speed you know the the drum from ama piano mm. It's a free preset on FL Studios. And that's where it goes. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's where it goes. Because think about it. But that's how most most of these, these song trends start. They start with the basic f- factory sounds of, of software. Like... Um, Same with Gom. Gom was a... Sa- sa- Gom were using hardcore electro trance synths. <laughs> and you could hear them in all the songs. And you know all the songs sound the same. Wah, wah, wah. You know they've all got that similar synth. But you, you start off with what you have. Yes. And they but, made it hot. But my point is, you start off with the factory sounds. The guys with proper studios come in. When they come in, they milk this thing like to the point where the guys who were making the stuff that people initially liked mm. are now relegated to being. Local stars. Because where are Destruction Boys now? Where are they? Showing the money. <laughs> for how long? No, for how long? When was the last time you ever saw a video of Midnight Steering? But or even saw the music video? I still listen to it because it bangs. Yeah, that's you on your own. But it's like uh, Kendrick. I still listen to some of the first album. No, I still listen to Slam Village and Little Brother. Like, when music is good, it's good. But my point is, those guys who made that music, you've now got the songs. You get what I mean? Mm. It's not like it's now on radio unless they are playing mm, songs that were saying. big. Song, songs that were big in 2015, mm. for instance, as a theme. Now they're playing your song from... That's actually quite true. Where are Destruction, destruction Boys? Guy? I'm a piano guys are saturated. But you, that's also a case of these lighties 
these youngsters that get too much money too quickly too quickly and you lose your mind it's not losing your mind that was the that was the goal what do you mean that was the that goal? That was the goal, to get in there, make as much as you can, and then the rest will see. I don't know what it is, but does money make you lose your creativity? Or um, Lack of money does. Lack of money? Yeah. Too much money? Mm. I don't know if you saw the thing with Drake I, I being think booed people, off the stage. I think, I think people who make a lot of money will never say that there's too much money. No, but... Unless literally you are like the son of a of a slave ship tycoon who made like his money from rubber and tobacco plantations and co- co- cotton plantations where literally if you lose a billion dollars you haven't even made a dent in our family wealth no i'm saying the money's nice but the creativity uh, it's a fine line there's all no but it always goes down to genre that's why i'm playing around with so many genres because there's always that thing where now when I go back to doing house production, because I've gone into rock and trip hop and other stuff which I've just smashed together, mm. now you're in a situation where you can literally take a house song and reinvent it. Mm. As opposed to trying to make one sound for as long as you can and then now you have to rethink about everything. Mm. That's when money becomes an issue, definitely. When is your Afro album coming out Afrobeat I don't think I'm going to be doing house for quite a long time <laughs> not house Afrobeats man like some uh, so I'm talking about like 90 BPM minute stuff you know some real Afro Afro pop stuff Afro pop I've played around with it yes really yeah but for library music not for I would love to hear it no we can definitely do that in the studio mm. Yeah, you can listen to some. It's actually quite good. Is it? <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. Is it? Uh, but it's not the traditional Afro beat sound the way it's done. It's done in a certain way where it's got Afro elements, but then it's still with a, with a bit of a twist to it. You put your crazy spin on it. Yeah, basically. But is it... Please tell me it's not more electro. electro. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. There's there's a lot of other sounds like um, uh, calypso sounds, mallet sounds. You know, there's a number of different things going on there. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, we'll yeah. Some sounds of it, like some, a some of it's got the traditional house type of feel to it, in terms of like your your loungy basses. Okay. On top of an Afro beat. Okay. With like loungy chords. As long as the drums hit as like. No, the drums are proper. The drums are proper, and I mean it's it's been doing quite well for me actually. What that that specific one? Yeah, there's one I did which is more like um, reggaeton, Afro beatish. Mm-hmm. Then the soul the soul stuff is more refined. People don't really care, when the, for the TV stuff. As long as it sounds Afro-y, they're good. <laughs> so I just said, you know, let me actually make one which is like a proper, refined Afro sound. So for the more, so that I land more um, different clientele necessarily mm. than just those looking for an Afro-sounding song for an advert. Okay. 
because now you get a lot of the the library music industry is changing now people want music which can work on Spotify and iTunes as well really so you've actually got library music catalogs which are picking out like quality songs and putting them up for streaming that that's actually quite mm. intense a lot of people are being found that way as well yeah i see a lot of people well i think we've mentioned this previously but like you know you upload a your song onto youtube and say can you wear sounding beat uh worse some don't even do that new kanye west song Oh yeah, that's and then it's just a beat, <laughs> you know. And then you see like a couple of hundred thousand, and you know people just clicked on here for, for. But some people actually stay and listen, I guess. Yeah, I guess uh, just as there are as many w- wannabe producers, there are as many wannabe rappers that are looking for beats. True. So. Very true. I didn't think of it that way. So someone rips your beat off the the net and then uses it. It becomes a banger. You sue him. Everybody's happy. Yeah, it depends if if it, it's a banger. Huh? <laughs> it depends if it's a banger. <laughs> There's a song that became a banger after somebody uploaded a Kanye West song onto SoundCloud, and the next song that played after his song was this person's song, and it became a bit of a banger. But I just, I, well, that's just how the cards fell for him. The thing that I like to see is when the song hits the first 10 seconds does it get the people going as Will Ferrell says <laughs> that's a tricky one if I if I was to be honest I like how Calvin Harris operates yeah he never sticks to one sound he's actually uh, quite a he's, he's quite he's quite clever in the way he works he he works that's where you can make singles work for you. Why well, you drop a hot single every like three every months? You just you drop a single, which no one expected you to make. Mm. So now you've got a single that's a, a hit in the club. Next one you've got a single that's a hit on contemporary radio. Next time you've got a single that's a hit on crossover radio. Next time you've got another club banger. You know, it's 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 a nice variety to it. I wouldn't be surprised if Calvin Harris does a, a country song if he hasn't mm. done it already. Calvin Harris has an uh, a ear for bangers. I'll just say he's got an ear for good music. He throws a little trumpet in there. He's got an ear for good music. Mm-hmm. Major Lazer at one time was, was doing something pretty similar. But I think guys like Major Lazer and Snake Hips, and um, they got they got lost in that... You know, who was that group that used to do that that well? Black Eyed Peas? No, Black Eyed Peas were just Black Eyed Peas. Whatever they, whatever whatever samples they took, they made it a Black Eyed Peas song. Will I Am, just, he adds his Will I Am-ness to a song. He's like Timberland. Um, no, man, you know that Basement Jacks? Uh, you know guys like Basement Jacks and um, what was that other group? forgot what they were called you know those the, the guys who take like samples and like sample an Indian a Bollywood song and like mm. make it into like a a, a weird trance <laughs> you know mashup those type of guys are mm. missing now 
to be honest with you. Mm. And I think Calvin Harris is the one guy who's got it figured out in a way. Whereas instead of me trying to mash up, st- like proper mash up producers, mm. Basement Jacks were those guys and Faithless. Faithless was quite heavy when they came out as well. Hey, Faithless. The, those hard. songs also hit as well. Hard, bro. Hard. On that note, how was the how was the swim in the pool? That was interesting. Not too deep. <laughs> Not too deep. He didn't jump in the deep end. In the shallow I don't end. think there's any deep or shallow end here. We're just we're standing with our knees up in a pool, bruv. <laughs> if people walk past, they're gonna be wondering what we're doing. Yeah. 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 All right. On that note, good peoples. We out. Another one.